Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK, and today I am delighted to welcome Robert Kennedy, CEO of Aston Lark Island. Thank you very much for joining me here today, Robert. Uh, thanks, Mia. It's great to be on. Thank you for having me. Well, it's entirely my pleasure, and it seems like a, a very timely conversation because Aston Lark Island is growing so rapidly and making a lot of really interesting moves across the Irish insurance marketplace. But before we get into that, it would be great to hear some more about you and your journey into the insurance profession. Sure. Um, well, I suppose like lots of people, Mia, this, 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 this happened by accident rather than design. It seems to be a common theme when you talk to anybody from the insurance industry. Uh, I went to college uh, locally here in Dublin, like many people, and then fell into insurance after that. I was, I was driving a van, having done a, done a degree and a master's degree, and after a game of tennis one night, Somebody uh, offered me a role in new business in Aon. Uh, so I was a relatively late starter in the insurance industry at, at 25. I worked in a variety of different jobs then within Aon, mostly focused on new business. And then an opportunity arose to to move on to the insurer side, which I did with, with RSA for kind of a year and a half, and then Aviva more recently for six years. And then obviously, most recently, having joined Aston Lark in March 2020. Fantastic. Well, that's certainly a, a very fateful game of tennis, I must say. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting when you've got people who've been on the insurance side and on the broking side. And because the moves to broking is always such an interesting step. But how did your role with Aston Lark Island first come about? Yeah, well, Stuart uh, Rutum, who you probably might know, uh, me as the, the managing director of, of Aston Lark, came over to do a roadshow with Paula Sieb, who manages all our insurer relationships in the UK, having acquired Robertson Lowe in March 2019. And I had lunch with Stuart and Paul and Andrew Lowe, who uh, ran Robertson Lowe before I joined the business. And they they kind of had a, had a glossy brochure where showed you the commission rates that applied in Ireland, the commission plates rates rather that acquire, uh, applied in the UK and they were wondering would would Aviva where I was working at the time agree to match them uh, to which I had to politely uh, advise them that that wouldn't be happening for you know a variety of different different reasons including you know different claims rates in in Ireland and different court awards etc and it was out of naivety I suppose rather than arrogance on, on, on their part you know Ireland is a very different market to the UK and you know myself and Stuart fell into conversation over lunch and at the end of the lunch he asked could he stay in touch with me and absolutely no problem at all and subsequent calls with Stuart and Peter Blanc and indeed Goldman Sachs who who owned uh, or were about to take over uh, Aston Lark, Bowmark having the pre- been the previous investors. I found myself in London with Peter and Stuart and I think after about five minutes over a cup of uh, coffee we had shook hands and, and, and agreed a deal back in July uh, 2019 and then I subsequently handed in my notice in Aviva in December Aston Lark, having been in the process to acquire rights at that stage, uh, right insurance brokers rather. And after uh, the two rights was acquired, I handed in my notice to Aviva the very next day and then started in Aston Lark three months later, having served my notice period in Aviva. So yeah, an interest, an interesting and fateful 
bit like the game of tennis, I suppose, Mia. Uh, I happened to have lunch that day with Stuart and one thing led to another. That's fantastic. I mean, what an absolute whirlwind of a journey. But how did you feel about moving back into insurance broking after quite a while on the insurer side? It was always my ambition, Mia, to move back into the broking side. Um, I was very glad that I made the move into the insurer side, but I would say on the insurance broking side, you know, you're you're closer to the customer, so you're probably more in control of your own destiny. And, you know, having reflected on worked on both sides, it was more the broking side that that interested me. And when I started out in Aon, I, I had a brilliant time in Aon. Very lucky to have worked there. Worked with some brilliant people like, you know, Breda Farrell, Richard Anderson, Ray McDunphy, and uh, I, it was the broker side that I was hankering to get back to. No, that's really fantastic, Robert. And the broking market in Ireland is so interesting. And I wonder from your perspective, what are some key characteristics that you feel set it apart from other markets? Sure. Um, yeah, well, I suppose it's a, it's a relatively small market. By our estimation, there's about 125 brokers in Ireland. This is going back a couple of years ago at this stage nearly that we're turning over 500 grand in revenue or more. Um, so had been quite fragmented, but was quite small. Typically these businesses were, or these brokers were family run. And probably after the crash in 2008, a lot of the owners would, wouldn't necessarily have encouraged their own children to follow them into the business. So succession planning definitely became an issue. So a lot of the people that we would be in conversations with would be in their, you know, late fifties, even as late as seventies who are now, facing a situation where there might necessarily be anybody in the business who would want to take on the running of it and they need to find a solution to that. And, you know, since 2019, there's, there's been a lot of, con- lot of consolidation. I think that's probably likely to continue over the next 12 to 18, 24 months. Um, there certainly seems to be plenty of uh, buyers out there with an appetite to acquire brokers in Ireland, but it's not probably like the UK where there's, it would appear nearly an unlimited or relative to Ireland, an unlimited number of brokers. It's, it's, it's quite a finite market here. No, it's certainly a fascinating market. There's no doubt about that. And, and obviously this is a time of great economic and, and social upheaval, no matter your location. But what are some of the shared challenges and opportunities that you're seeing impact brokers in Ireland at the moment? I think people... Uh, as we would see it, is is the biggest challenge that uh, any broker would face in Ireland today, and not 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 just in insurance. Obviously, in lots of different in lots of different industries, we have two hundred ninety eight people working in Aston Arc today, and you know, as we as we as we chat today, we have eighteen vacancies now. Some of those vacancies, I think twelve of the eighteen are investment spend, so there are people that we're looking to try and bring in to help us grow the business further. But trying to find uh, gr- good people is a real challenge. So attracting and retaining talent. And I think if you were to chat to any other broker, they'd probably say exactly the same. Mia, Ireland, you know, the unemployment rate is is less than 5%, so we're nearly effectively at, at full employment. So it's a real, real challenge for us to to, to find um, find good people. And, and, you know, probably important to say as well, retain the great people that we have in the team as well. No, I can imagine that's a real challenge for businesses. And when you look at the great people on your teams, are there any key qualities that you think really sets a quality broker aside from the competition? I think if, if I look at the market today, Mia, what sets people really apart is, is communication. Um, you know, we have a lot of interaction with insurers uh, and there's a huge 
uh, preponderance these days or propensity rather for people to uh, send emails as opposed to pick up the phones and going out to see clients. And I think that's really what sets people apart, that energy and drive to get out there and meet your clients and uh, spend time with them. And obviously that was particularly difficult during COVID, uh, but you know that energy and drive to get out there, I think that's really what sets people apart. You can see that it is a, a very tumultuous backdrop, particularly with that talent crunch that yeah. Irish businesses are facing at the moment. But what are some key areas of focus for you and the Aston Mark Island team this year? I suppose so I would look out over the over the next 12, 18, 24 months. We've completed more than 15 uh, deals now in a relatively short period of time. So successfully integrating all of those businesses into Aston Mark Europe, limited trading as Aston Mark Ireland as it is today. Um, completing the deals that we have in due diligence because there's more brokers that will be joining us shortly. The rebrand to Howden in Ireland as well, I think, is a, is a really important uh, area of focus and will be a big milestone for the business here. And we expect to do that next June in 2023, uh, exploring what further deals there might be in the market, but sticking very, very rigidly to um, the criteria that we have around any brokers that we look to acquire. So that's people who look after their customers the right way, people who treat their staff the right way and look after them the right way and also have a good relationship with insurers. So we're, we're, we're definitely interested in exploring what further deals there might be. Uh, organic growth, so new hires, uh, areas we can go after, you know, employee benefits and high net worth would be an example of, of new areas that we've gone after in the last 12 months and there's other areas that we're going to explore in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, getting to know our colleagues at Howden, I think, is really important as well, Mia. There's a lot that we can learn from them and leverage from them, areas of expertise that they have. And obviously, the people, looking after the people that we have in the business, trying to retain them, making sure that they feel like working in Aston Lark or Howden, as it will become, represents a great opportunity for them and they can see themselves building a career here. It's really interesting that you mentioned that Howden piece because Aston Lark made all the headlines last year with the news of its acquisition by Howden. And how has it been for you being on the other side of that M&A journey? It's been, it's been a hugely positive experience so far, Mia. We've been very, very fortunate, um, probably in a very short period of time, to see the benefit of being part of Howden already. You know, I can even last month can think of two very... Uh, significant examples of new business wins that Marine in general, one of our brokers, had on the back of being able to leverage expertise that Howden had in our Bur- in their in our Birmingham office and also in London, uh, so in in the sports arena and in latent defects. So you can see this; it's going to be hugely positive for us us here. You know, our our business at the moment is everything from a 300 euro motor policy right up to the top end of commercial, but we don't stray into that corporate space and we don't really stray into that specialty space, which is obviously where Howden are particularly strong. So we'd be very, very keen to link in with our colleagues and we have been linking in with them already to build out those areas that we don't currently have uh, propositions for. I mean, our vision for for Aston Lark Ireland or Howden as it will become is to have local people in local offices looking after local customers, but able but having that global reach. So anyone should be able to call into our Thurless, Longford, um, Carlo, Wexford, even Dumn office and be able to, it might be the case that we would have the solution immediately there for them, but there would be somebody within the Howden network who will definitely be, be able to help with that. So I think leveraging that Howden expertise is going to be key. The other, the other thing I'd probably mention in relation to Howden as well is that there's clearly a great alignment between the two businesses in respect of our cultures. You know, Howden talk about people first. We talk about care for each other. 
And really that's what defines us, I think, and what sets us apart as, as we see it. Um, so I think it's been a hugely positive thing so far and I can only see further great benefits uh, into the future. Absolutely. And, and for the people that make up your team, having access to these new opportunities and this new reach must be really exciting for them. Oh, hu- huge, hugely exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really dynamic, fast paced business that we're, we're, we're a part of. And, you know, most brokers, and I'm sure you're chatting to lots of them, Mia, are very, very interested in, you know, finding solutions for their clients and finding solutions that maybe other brokers might necessarily be able to find. And being part of a bigger business, you can see already that that's possible. I mean, one example, we have a client that we're in the middle of going through a renewal process for at the moment. We're linking with our colleagues in in Howden in London, and they've been able to seek some property capacity for us through Swiss Re in, in Singapore, which, you know, just that reach is something that we never would have had before. So you can see it's hugely positive. That certainly sounds like a really exciting time to be doing your job. And and from your perspective, what's the best part about leading and evolving a broken business of this magnitude in the Irish market at this very particular time in history? Yeah, I mean, we're we're very fortunate, uh, or I'm very fortunate to work with some great people. I think first and foremost, working with them every day, probably that's the bit they enjoy the most. If it's, whether it's Amy and HR, Claire and Marketing, Damien and operations, I don't know, Nicola and John and wholesale. I mean, it's a really dynamic, fast-paced journey that we're on, um, but we feel we're building something really special here. You know, it's uh, Howden or Aston Lark is a business that's owned by the people who work there. You know, in Ireland, we've 70 shareholders out of 298 people. There's 3,000 shareholders out of 11,000 people in Howden globally. And really, that's what sets us apart. You know, we're all in this together. We're not working for some faceless shareholder in New York or Chicago or London, you know, we, re- we work for each other. So um, I think that that alignment to goal works really well in terms of creating a positive and creative collaborative and entrepreneurial culture, uh, which ultimately fuels the growth that you're seeing uh, in, in our results, where we're growing by 15 to 20% this year. And you look at how fast Howden is growing globally. And I think that that's what sets us apart. And that's really what the part of the journey I'm most excited about. I must say it's really lovely to hear your positivity and to hear about all the great work you and your Aston Lark team and colleagues have been getting up to. And thank you very much for taking the time to join me here today, Robert. Many thanks, Mia. Great to chat to you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you also to everybody for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.